right, guys. Well, um, welcome back to the Used Gamers. My name is Mike, and uh, I'll uh, be hosting our uh, part two of our E3 coverage. Of course, with me today, as always, is uh, Jared and Chris. Hey. Um, today, we're going to be discussing uh, Nintendo and Sony's press conference, as well as doing a little bit of a wrap-up. Um, obviously, lots and lots to talk about, so we had to divide this into two episodes. So just in case you did happen to miss last episode, um, if you do want to hear about uh, you know Microsoft's press conference as well as EA and Ubisoft, and of course, we'll do a wrap-up at the end where we're going to talk a little bit about all of them. Um, so just be sure to go back and listen to that one. Um, but for now, we're going to go ahead and move on to uh, Nintendo with uh, Chris is going to be the one to cover that. Right, well, let's go ahead different. and do Nintendo so we can hear about all the stuff that I'm never going to play. Well, yeah, I mean, let's... Let's, you know, just forget about the company hey. that invented modern video games. Yeah. That's fine. Hey, yeah. the, the company that, by the way, owned the last console generation incredibly yeah, quietly. Nintendo lost me And they the might do it again. But, you know, it, I think it is fair, though, to say that, you know, that, that, that it is a bit more of a footnote than the other things that we've been talking about. Because they decided to do something different this year. They decided to not do a big E3 press conference. They wanted to do one of these Nintendo Directs. And then Nintendo Direct is basically a video that gets put out monthly or semi-monthly that you can either watch on your game system or you can download on their Nintendo website, which basically just kind of updates you on some stuff that's coming up. Either it highlights a new game or several new games. And I mean, the the thinking was, well, look at the position they're in. Their, their handheld market is super strong, and, and as they've always been. Yeah. Their console market is not doing well at all. And they had some shakeups in their structure for their higher-ups, and, you know, they you know, Reggie kind of got his title taken away from him and so i don't know some shuffling around happened and they didn't really have any new tech to show off this year which if you don't have new tech this year i mean you're nobody's going to pay attention to what you're doing so they said okay we can't win this game so we won't play this game let's play a different game and that's always been their thing for about the last five or six years so they basically just did like a 35 40 minute video that kind of highlighted what they're working on and it's everything you would expect is coming out i mean a bunch of new mario games uh mario 3 super mario 3d world which looks like kind of a weird melding of super mario 3d land on the 3ds and super mario brothers 2 from the super from the regular nintendo not even super nintendo in that it's the first like four player 3d mario game like multiplayer 3d mario game it looks great it looks fun it's gonna be great it's gonna be fun um they're they're calling this the the year of luigi because they had the luigi's mansion game come out there's now the what is it new super luigi brothers u where um it's either a downloadable add-on to the nintendo to the mario game that came out or you can buy it as a standalone title for like 25 bucks Side, you know, two-dimensional side-scroller, fun platformer, if you like that sort of thing. Um, another Mario and Luigi uh, RPG coming out for the 3DS. That looks really fun. If you liked Super Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo from yeah, Square, that game from was, Squaresoft. came out of nowhere. Yeah, was awesome. It was super fun. And these games, have, they're all those handheld RPGs are really, really fun. Um, but then, you know, they mixed it up with some stuff. Like, they had some more information about Bayonetta 2, which, strangely, is going to be a Wii U exclusive. And I guess that's going to be a multiplayer title and still looks as crazy as ever. Um, they gave updates about stuff that we knew about, like the new Pikmin game. Looks really cool if you like that kind of RTSE thing. Um, they gave some more footage from the HD remake of Wind Waker. Yeah. Now, just to talk about a game that's really aged well because it was stylized. I mean, that oh, game yeah. was widely criticized when it was announced because it looked like this cartoony baby game. But it was a really fun game, and it still looks good. People started running it through these HD emulators on their PCs, and it looked unbelievable. So I don't know if it's because of that, but now you're going to have a you know fully 1080p remake of it. It looks and absolutely gorgeous. This is the thing with Nintendo. Like, really what happened was they were ahead of their time. 
Yeah. And they, they, you know, they've kind of been ahead in certain things. You mentioned how far ahead they are in the handheld market, but, you know, the motion thing when they came out with, with the Wii was way ahead of its time. Like, there's a reason Nintendo just keeps owning, and it's because they're at the front of non-power, uh, not non-graphics power related innovation. Right. Their and their thing has always been to, to to squeeze the most that you can out of existing technology. They never innovate with things. It's always cheap parts they can buy and always sell at a profit, which is why they continue to make money hand over fist. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, stuff like a new Mario Kart. It looks like Mario Kart, but kind of like with some F-Zero-y anti-gravity stuff going on. That's cool, I guess. I saw um, some stuff that people that played that, they said it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it looks really good. It's really um, there's a new Donkey Kong Country game. Again, another game that a lot of people have warm fuzzies from the Super Nintendo. Um, Retro, the studio that made the last Donkey Kong game and that made the Metroid Prime games, which were awesome. Um, they made this game. A lot of people seem upset that they're not making a cool new HD Metroid game because that would be pretty awesome, but... Maybe someday. And their big kind of showstopper that they wanted to sort of throw at everybody was finally getting to show some stuff from Super Smash Brothers, the new iteration of Super Smash Brothers, which is, I guess if you think about it, their last sort of claim to hardcore fame because the people who are really serious about learning the ins and outs of that system, like it's a really deep system. Same thing about their Pokemon games too, weirdly. Apparently if you want it to be, it can be this crazy deep RPG about monster breeding and stat levels and stuff. Oh, Most yeah. people will never do that, which, again, they had some Pokemon stuff that looked fun if you're into Pokemon stuff, but, they, you know, they, they're just not playing the same game as others. My take-home message from it is they're coming out with a sequel to A Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, and I'm really excited about that on mm-hmm. 3DS, so that's what I'm looking forward to, and, again, they're just doing different stuff, so every year this kind of thing comes through you know they're going to get out of the console market they're going to pull a sega and they're just not going to sell systems because they're never going to win well they're always going to be fine because they don't play the same game as everybody else and and you talk to the people who are hires up in these other studios they're like never don't sleep on nintendo never count them out i mean they're a sleeping dragon like these guys will inevitably find a way to survive surpass iterate and then we're going to be copying what they're doing down the line and that just kind of seems to be the way it is but again not nearly the flash of what these other companies have to talk about so yeah it's no point in even comparing that kind of stuff but still i mean you just look at the pedigree of you know exclusives that they have i mean just the ones you're mentioning i mean you have mario you have donkey kong you have all these characters that people and it's kind of a problem too though that i mean maybe they become a system that... I mean, at this point, they're just a Nintendo game system. I mean, and maybe that's fine. Maybe that's something they can survive on because all these new fun engines that we're talking about are not going to run on this system. So you can't port these games over. So you're not ever going to see... You know, there's not going to be a Watch Dogs on Wii U. So (laughs) it's just going to... They have IPs that are unparalleled that can't compare to what anybody else has. So... They but they need to start doing more with them and coming up with some new ones because they they've got it in them. But I mean, it, it'll be fun games, lots of really fun games. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah. So they'll, we'll watch. You know, we're gonna talk about this console generation, but I would not be shocked to find that once again they just kind of quietly sit back and destroy the comp. They don't even really destroy the competition because they're, they're not in their competition. You know, they're just like. Someone else doing something similar to well, them. They're gonna slip a hundred and fifty dollar price them. cut on their Wii U yeah. without us watching, and they're gonna yeah. They, they'll still even I though they know. don't compete with these, you know, with Sony and with Microsoft, they they actually have continued to outdo them, which yeah. I think is impressive. And I think it's by not competing. Yeah, because there's a market that's theirs that 
I, I guarantee you, PlayStation and Microsoft, you know, you know, with the Xbox, they want it. They want it. They bad. want it bad, <laughs> and they just can't get it. Yeah. They just cannot. Oh, I'm sure do they're anything. always offering up Nintendo. We'll pay you such and such money to be able to have a you know a Donkey Kong game oh, yeah. on our console, and Nintendo's like, it's like ah. you can't pay us enough money. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I've never wanted to count Nintendo out. Like I've I have not been a big fan of you know their more recent consoles. Just you know, because you know, I'm just more into the the more hardcore stuff. Right. But yes, I will never say that they're not a successful system. No, they are a juggernaut. I mean, the numbers themselves speak for it. So. Yeah. And and then they do have some really great uh, characters that I do love. And I'm a huge. I was a huge the original Smash Brothers fan. So the fact that they're making a new one, I actually find kind of looks exciting, pretty good. So. so yeah, so that was Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, they did kind of their own thing, and I think it works for them. But now we're gonna get on to the uh, press conference that a lot of people were. Uh, um, pretty psyched about, you know, especially during and afterwards, which was Sony's uh, big one, you know. So, of course, they did their announcement way back in February, which I think did pretty well. Um, and a little mysterious, but good. A little bit, yeah. But you know, people felt like they kind of were more focused on what they were selling it to, which was gamers. So, um, kind of, they, you know, they started off, of course, right with games. Um, some interesting ones. They they showed a little bit of the puppeteer, which they didn't really show that much of. So I wasn't really sure. No, what that game I'm was not really about. sure what that game is. I was or why it's even it. called the puppeteer. Yeah, it looks kind of like a side. Well, I mean, not that Little Big Planet wasn't side scrolling, but that's what it reminds me of. Looking yeah. at it again, looks really beautiful and, and strange. Yes. So, but yeah, I I want to yeah. see more about this. And then um, they were one of the only ones to show off anything with Batman Arkham Origins, which I thought was really big. Was, yeah, and that's again, a game just a, that a lot of people were really excited. You know, mostly just a trailer. They should show yeah, a little bit, they, of game a tiny footage. bit of game footage. I think in the trailer, but um, but they talked about, and this is a big thing that I think Sony did that it's going to be really interesting. Is they talked about how with Arkham Origins, there's going to be exclusive content. Then they showed off two special skins that you'll get for getting it on PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that with a lot of games, is is they kind of rather than I mean, they did a lot of stuff where even though these are games that are going to be on Xbox One and, you know, whatever, is there's exclusive content. I think that's kind of the new genius idea that is going to really kind of make a difference. Because it's such a small little thing, it costs a lot less. You know, like, you know, rather than having to pay for a whole exclusive game, well, you just pay to stick a couple little extra little things in there. And right. that way, you know, that might change people's mind on what which one they buy it for. So and They showed off uh, a little bit of Rain, which was a, one of those little interesting kind of uh, that looks really interesting. games that's... You know, it's it's not really for that hardcore gamer, more for the artistic kind of. Uh, but, but those you, games have been smoke. I mean, games yes. like Journey and stuff. And these Journey was incredibly am- popular, you know, did amazingly well. Yeah, and, and, and I think also it looks. I mean, just with the way the the rain dynamic looks, how it outlines the body of the character, and that's the only way you can see them. I think in the footstep. I think, yes, in the footsteps. Well. All of yeah. that, especially on these new consoles. Um, they had a, they had Gran Turismo spit, uh, six. Um, trouble I'm sorry. What? Gran Turismo 6. Racial slur? Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So they have Gran Turismo 6 on there, which looked, uh, of course, like all the other races. Like a car game. Yes. Pretty um, car. <laughs> then they, uh, they had really interesting, they, they had some stuff on Beyond Two Souls, which was really interesting because the demo they showed for it showed off there's an actual whole like military side to it. Hey, it which looks, a lot of people didn't realize oh. there would be this whole kind of like you know, combat-oriented... Like, I thought this was a creepy teenager sitting in a police station. Yeah, I know. She's like, like a soldier. And, yeah. you know, and, and the way that you use the ability, like, her ability to commune with the spirit and the way you use it in the battle zone really kind of brought this um, interesting little effect to it. So that was really cool that they showed this other side to the game. 
And I think really they're keeping people guessing with that game because they yeah. keep putting out new stuff. And like, you know, just they, they got some huge voice it. talent on that too. Yeah. So. Always adds a little bit. You yeah, know, like oh, and they announced uh, that um, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe was now going to be in it as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that that uh, was definitely very interesting to watch. Um, then they showed off, of course, the actual console, which uh, this was a big thing because at the original, a lot of people criticized them for at the PS4 reveal, they never actually showed the showed PS4, right which, you know, but this time they finally <laughs> did. It looks a lot like the Xbox, very boxy, kind of boxy. The Xbox One. Little sleeker though, and this one actually, the Xbox One is designed to sit horizontal, while the PlayStation Four, I think it's designed more to sit vertically. Like it actually has a base that comes with it that it looks like you sit it in. So I was like, yeah, I bet both can do both, but that doesn't yeah. seem to be the way. Yeah, that they're but there's like a way that they're favored, it. right? Yeah. So hey, was it also a little glossy and a little matted? Yeah, there was a good joke on Twitter <laughs> that like. Hey companies, you might want to, that artist you paid to design your uh, your console might want to check because I think he's double dipping. <laughs> they really, you know, to go back to Jared's comment that these consoles are basically the same under the hood. They kind of look a, a little the same out of the hood too, which is a little weird. So yeah, half yeah. boxy, half matte, and black. That's the future. And boxy, and boxy. This, this is so angular. in right now. And boxy is the new rounded. An interesting thing is is they t- they talked they they did talk about adding extra like you know, movie watching stuff, a, a thing that allows you to watch live events, um, working with Flickster and doing mm-hmm. extra music. So, I mean, that was all great, but this is the interesting thing I found about Sony is like, or, or that I find about Sony is that they, um, they, they definitely try to focus more on the games and they do have a lot of these little extra things. Like Xbox loves to do all these extra things, mm-hmm. like all these extra apps and stuff like that. Sony does that, but it's kind of like, it's just a little extra yeah. thing. Like, well, that's how the press conference was. It was a little blip in the press conference. We're like, oh yeah, we're also going to do these things with Flickster and with music But I feel it's and... good that they showed that, because they've been a, a little behind on that stuff, and yes. I think that's good for them to get more into that. But I think they do, do that more on purpose, on because they want to show, like, look, our main thing is games. Yeah, sure, we're going to do a couple of these little extra things if you want to do it, but right. our big thing is Made games. So they yeah. did that kind of as a blip, so that was kind of nice just to know at least that they will have that. Um, then they showed a trailer for a, a game that I found it could be kind of interesting, was The Order 1886. Um, it looks like a steampunk kind of game. It was it, A lot of people are trying to draw conclusions from the trailer because you know, it leaves you kind of with a little bit of mystery. Uh, there's Obviously, there's four characters in the game, all of which seemed kind of dressed and, you know, uh, you know they had kind of, different kind of combat abilities maybe. Yeah. So it looks like maybe there will be a four-player co-op kind of Borderlands idea to it, where each one is kind of a different yeah, class. Some kind of class base. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you're fighting off some kind of monsters. People didn't know whether they, it's some kind of ancient evil or whatever. So they look kind of like werewolves, but it could be mutants or something. Who knows? Um, one of the characters' names is Galahad, so they don't know if that. there's going to be some kind of Knights play of the off of the Knights of Ronte. Yeah. yeah. Some, so they they left a lot of people, but that's actually good because it left a lot of people wondering like, what is this game? Because they actually thought it looked pretty cool. So I I was definitely interested in it. So um, that'll be cool to see what comes out with that. Of course, they talked about a couple of the games that they showed off at the reveal, like the new Killzone, um, the new Drive Club, uh, the new Infamous, which they showed a trailer for that. They didn't really show much at the the the, the um, console reveal, but this one they showed a little bit more of a trailer. Still would have liked to have seen some game footage, but. Not too bad. And then also some of Knack. Um, that which... game has actually grabbed my attention a bit. Knack looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of what I had heard from people are like, of those four, because they kind of lumped those titles together as like their launch windows. Yeah, yes. those are... Was that seemed to be the one that everybody was kind of like, 
now this could be interesting. And maybe it's because the other ones just look like sort of the pinnacle of doing, you know, this is this is the craziest yeah. thing we've done with FPSs, with third-person shooters, and with driving games. Then there's this other thing. Well, okay, also, let's see. That's okay. Weird. Out of okay. the four, it's the only new IP. New IP, yeah. So new IP, all those yeah. other ones are... are well, Drive Club, I guess, technically is... But it's a kind of. Game. It's, yeah, it's, it's a new IP. If you told me it was Project Gotham, I would not bat an eye. <laughs> I would just go, okay, sure. Uh, well, and then uh, they, they did this little kind of thing called the Dark Sorcerer, which was basically just... Um, Quantic Dream, right? Quantic the Dream basically showing off about their, how cool their their yeah. It was pretty funny. Like, if you didn't see it, check it out on, well, it's on and YouTube. And it just looks amazing. It just shows off like this is how amazing stuff looks on the PS4. You know, boom, there you go. So. Yeah, it looks pretty amazing. And what they were showing off largely was, yeah, you know, how they can convey small things actually. So they can yes. convey you know uh, things like emotion through these characters, and um, you know, it was pretty stunning. Yeah, I I was really impressed with their ability. It's to, an entertaining to little video. Thing. I'd say people should look it up. You know, watch I would. it. I check it, was, it out. It was, it was a fun little thing, and it'll really show you kind of what these are. And they talked a lot about how they want to support indie games. I think uh, you know Xbox always does a big thing, and they did it. You know, this year at the press conference, they talked about a lot of new IPs and the, uh, supporting new uh, you know uh, companies you know that are just rising up. So you know, PlayStation of course did the same thing. They want to talk about like they're supporting indie games as well. And I feel like again, this was them trying to catch up where they've been a little behind yes. in the kind of arcade market. And they, I mean, I, I didn't write it all down. There was too many, but they rattled off yeah, seven so or eight titles not, yeah. just back to back to back to well, back. They, that, these, that was the thing they said. Titles um, like that with the PS4, of course, with the with their PlayStation Plus. You know, they were talking about if you get the 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 PlayStation Four on day one when you get it when you sign up to be a PlayStation Plus member, you get four of those indie titles yeah. for free. Yeah, which you know these were all pretty successful indie company so it's kind and of... I think the other thing that's important to remember and it's weird because it's kind of again it's one of these sort of behind the scenes things like when they did the reveal one of the people that they brought out in February was Jonathan Blow who was a creator of Braid which was one of the first kind of really big indie games that a lot of people mm -hmm. were like Let's up and take notice. Well, no, it's just a stupid cartoony platform. No, no, no. Like, this is really, you should play it. It's something impressive. And he's a really vocal kind of critic of a lot of the things that a lot of game studios do. So it was interesting to see him up in a major published, you know, at a Sony press conference. It's like the biggest entertainment company in the world. Mm -hmm. And I, one of the things that I think is, is important to remember is that there seems to be this this sense that amongst the indie developer community, developing for Microsoft systems is incredibly difficult. It's super expensive, and they their their time frames are really slow. I had mentioned on an earlier episode uh, this movie on Netflix. You guys should all watch uh, called Indie Game the Movie, and it kind of follows this team, the team who made Super Meat Boy, through the the process of getting their game to be part of the Summer of Arcade on Xbox, and it's just these guys butting their heads up against a wall and tearing their hair out because it's like, to submit your game, you have to give them $40,000 and just all kinds of crazy stuff. The big thing that Sony's doing is that they're saying, well, we want to remove some of those barriers for entry and we're going to allow developers to self-publish on our system, which is a huge deal for small game companies. Because yeah. we're kind of at a point now where I think that's where a lot of the innovation is going to happen. And what you see in an indie title this year, that's what's going to be in Gears of War 7. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's where really interesting ideas can be fostered and really built. Because the big guys, they have to focus on the big stuff. And um, the fact that they're going to make their indie, you know, they've added a new part of the PlayStation Network that's, you know, or the PlayStation Store that's the indie market, which again, 
in a lot of ways, they're really behind Microsoft in the way that their their interface works and a lot mm-hmm. of stuff there. So, but it does seem like they're kind of putting a big push behind that. Yeah, so, and they when they announced that that creators could self publish, you know, at first I heard that and I was like, that's great, and then I kind of stopped for a second and realized I, I probably can't even understand the ramifications, the potential ramifications of that. Like that could be huge for PlayStation 4 and Sony, that they, they allow that to happen. I, the, the, that could drive developers to them. That could, I mean, we'll see. The yeah, sky's the limit with what that could potentially Like one of the big them. titles from a couple of years ago was, was Fez, this little puzzle platformer that looked like an old 8-bit, 16-bit game. You know, that was a really impressive game, but the day it came out, there was this crippling, game-breaking bug in it, and they couldn't fix it for a couple of weeks because the development team didn't have the money it took to submit the patch to Microsoft to make the game even playable. Like, that's crazy to me. And, like, you know, we've all played games that you get it a day or two after it comes out, and it's already got a big patch that has to go through to fix some problem. Bethesda! Yeah. Well, I mean, and... Pardon me, I... You know, like we'll talk about in a later episode, Mike's been playing The Last of Us. There's already glitches. Yeah. You know, that, that was discovered on day one for that. So it's not just little games, it's big games too. But right. to, to give those people a lot of control over how their games, maybe they can control the pricing. I'm sure Sony's going to get a nice cut out of all this stuff no matter what. So, sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that'll be really cool to and see just, what kind of stuff well, shows and up. And the speed that these things could potentially happen now too, you know, could could become huge, you know, like someone could finish a game and, hey, they can just put it out, you know, right. it's not like, oh, hey, guess what, we finished our game, sometime next year, you'll get to see it. And it'll be interesting to see, to compare it to something like the iTunes Store or the Android Marketplace, like, what, how is my, how is a Sony going to curate this stuff? Because if, if you can just put stuff out, how is that cream going to kind of rise to the top? Because that is one thing that, you know, really restrictive companies like Microsoft and Nintendo have the ability to just push through what they want and support it in the way they want it. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. But it's definitely something that they've got going for them that's unique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, they announced that kind of small, and uh, I, I think that, that could be a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So pay attention to that. Well, and also, I don't know if you heard, but they did announce that they're making a sequel to Fez. So. Yeah, yeah, Fez 2, that's right. Yeah, that should be interesting. Um, but then another one they talked about was Diablo 3, which we're all really excited about it coming to console yeah. because, you know, we'll get to play it. Um but this was another one where they talked about exclusive content. One thing that they talked about, like, one of you get this kind of cool gear exclusive if you play on PlayStation. Um, one was, like, the the amulet that Drake wears in Uncharted. Yeah. And it does, like, special properties in Diablo. So I thought that was kind of cool. Like, not only are they making exclusive content, but it has to do with, like, the PlayStation characters. Right. Um, kind of interesting. So that was just, uh, you know, because Diablo 3, they did say, is going to be out on the Xbox titles as well. But, you know, there is that exclusive content thing, which might make you go, hmm. Now, whether or not Xbox will have their own, I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, then, of course, there was a big reveal of Final Fantasy fifteen. So, um, of course, you guys are the big Final Fantasy fans here, so um, if you guys wanted to talk about that, what well, are your thoughts Yeah, about? that was interesting, because you know, one of their weird teases in February was bringing out an executive from, you know, Square in Japan, basically saying, we have things... Get excited about E3. Thank you very much. And you're like, what is that all about? Yeah, and they like, kind of... Come on! Yeah, it was weird because, uh, you know, they sort of built this ecosystem around Final Fantasy thirteen, which is a difficult title in, in the minds of many people, difficult to love for a lot of people. Any game that takes 40 hours to really open up, but get through that 40th yeah. hour and it really you know, opens I, up. I <laughs> love Final Fantasy. I'm still playing the game. I just... I'll play it for a while and then... And it's super long. Yeah. And then I just I just get it kind of exhausted, and I put it down for like a year, 
and then I just pick it up sometime and play it for a while again. I'm still not done with it. I didn't even touch 13.2, and 13.3's coming out. Right, yeah, Lightning Returns. Yeah, and that's the thing, is they've kind of tried to build this system that I don't think anybody really wanted around this game. Yeah. So what they've basically done is they've taken this Japanese title that's been around for a couple years, Final Fantasy versus 13, and they've essentially just repurposed it, and they said, nope, now it's Final Fantasy 15, which, again, the numbering is weird because 11... And 14 are MMOs. MMOs, And Final Fantasy 14 was a disaster at launch, which, you know, they fired the head of the studio and they rebuilt it. They're now opening up betas for the PC and for the PS3 for Final Fantasy 14, which which looks really cool. I mean, what a a Um, franchise to make an MMO. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, um, you know, the the sort of what they showed, and again, it's not, not even make any sense to try to describe what's in these games based on... like This looked to be a combination of a lot of... Uh, in-game cinematics, but also some gameplay as well, and it just looks nutty. It just looks insane. It looks very action-y. It looks just the scope of things. Just just insane. I mean, it's, it's every insane thing you can think of from like a Japanese RPG or an anime is in this game, and it just kind of kept going, and I'm just sort of jaw hit the floor. You're just like, what? I don't even this is, oh, I, I don't, wow. <laughs> it's sort of like, and then to take all that, and then it's sort of like, the audience explodes, and they're like, oh yeah, also... Kingdom Hearts 3. Boom! Boom. And then they drop the mic and sort of leave the stage like, what is going on here? So, Square Enix is a company that's kind of struggled a little bit in the last few years, but they seem to have a really strong showing in the Sony press conference, which again, these are not going to be exclusive titles, but they're probably going to launch first. You know, Sony and, and... Final Fantasy, they've just kind of gone together yeah. since seven. Yeah. So I mean it's you just kinda of think of them as a big thing. So yeah, that I mean I'm really, really looking forward to seeing more about yeah. fifteen and looks then, crazy. And it looks like it should come out this year too. The I mean, it was a moment of teaser only they put for it though, where you see Titus's face, and if you're familiar with that character, you know what I'm talking about. He's the main character of Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X H D, I believe they said it's supposed to come out this year now. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Finally. And I'll, I'm gonna buy that. <laughs> I'm gonna guy because I, I don't. I'm not in a huge majority here, probably even in, in a minority, because everyone talks about how great Seven is, and of course Final Fantasy Seven was incredible yeah. for a whole host of reasons. But Final Fantasy Ten is my favorite. Final Fantasy Ten is my favorite um, Final Fantasy game. So to have the HD one come out, I've been waiting for that. They announced that they were gonna do that at least three years ago, yeah. and it's been killing me. Yeah. <laughs> You're killing me, Square Enix. So I'm just waiting for that to come out, and that'll be interesting. I know a lot of people are waiting for Final Fantasy VII HD. I get why they would do X first. It's a much easier thing to do. It's much closer. You know, to, to change seven to a modern game would be hefty. But let Square Enix, we're having a moment. Do it. You will sell that game so much, and it can't possibly take you more than creating a new title to do that. And you'll get the sales of a brand new title. You'll get the sales of a brand new title. You also already have all the voice actors for all these characters if you want to make it fully voiced, which you should, because you made Advent Children, and it has all the characters in it. So you have some stuff in your corner. So there you go. I went a little rant, but there you go, Square Enix. I love you. Do some stuff for me. Well, I, yeah, there was that. And then, um, you know, Chris mentioned Kingdom Hearts 3, which was interesting that it's going to be on all the different systems mm-hmm. now. Also so. interesting that they finally got to 3. Yeah. They've been doing so many titles for a long time. There's like Point, 368 six, over 3. There's like yeah. 7 titles between yeah. 2 and yeah. 3, something ridiculous like that, over a variety of different systems. And obviously an incredibly popular franchise. Oh, yeah. People are, this. it's going to be. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, one. it should be really good. It looks great. 
Um, and then, of course, they had Assassin's Creed 4, which they finally had the demo for, which I liked. Unfortunately, it froze, so you didn't really get to see all of it. It did. It crapped out a little bit. But we talked about the technical difficulties, so, uh, you know, but we still got to see quite a bit, which it looks like it's going to have a lot of the same mechanics that you saw in 3, and, you know, climbing through trees and stuff like that, as well as, um, you know, they're introducing a lot of the naval, you know, in this one, because you are a pirate. And there's well, a lot not introducing more. it. They introduced that in the last well, one. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I but did, it's more I They focused. showed a lot more of it in this one, I should yeah. say. Um, also, they showed a lot more of, you know, your character uses a lot of, you know, firearms because this is, you know, that kind of time period. But it shows how it kind of works with the combat, and there's still a lot of, you know, melee. It's not, you know, there's it's very quick, boom, 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 you use what shots you have, and then you start fighting. Yeah, and, and I think what will be interesting about that in this one is, again, these machines can have more on screen. So you're fighting more enemies, so it's not like you're just like, boom, I win. It's like, boom, 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 I took out three guys. There's still ten more coming at right. me. i got a lot of fighting to do. So I feel mm -hmm. like it's going to work well in that, mm -hmm. where it thins the crowd a little bit, but you've got a lot of fighting to do. Yeah. And, you know, because I was a little worried about that at first when I saw that, you know, he's got the guns all over himself, which I get because the pirate thing. Um, but I think it's going to work nicely. Mm -hmm. Although, interestingly, I feel like it was Ubisoft already came out and was kind of like, listen... This isn't gonna. This is gonna yeah, be yeah. They're okay, kind of okay managing game, expectations, but already. it's not gonna be like as good as three. So just be ready. It was kind of a weird thing well, for them. to come I almost out feel say. like this one's gonna be smaller because it's. I don't think it's built to the scope that three was. I think well, this three was one's gonna enormous. Be kind of almost more of. Yeah. To me, it almost seems like it's gonna be a expansion in a way because it's playing more off of that naval side. So mm -hmm. right. naval stuff it looks pretty fun, really great. Yeah. Um. So you know, it'll be interesting to see. Of course, then they did the Watch Dogs demo, which. I mean, it just blew your mind. I mean, even after the oh, demo man. they showed last year, this year, when, to show what all you could do with this character, you know, the whole point is you can hack into anything and right. use, and there's all these different avenues to take. And just this one mission, mission, just watching them go through it, like you saw, of course, how he, he did it. But just in watching, you could see, oh, he could totally go and do this instead, or mm -hmm. he could have gone and done, done this. And uh, it was... That game is just going to be ridiculous. And it, it was nice, too, because I think in, until they could do something like that, it was always a little weird to kind of understand how... Because it was a hack anything, control everything. Well, yeah, but what does that actually mean as a mechanic? And it was interesting because a big part of that demo was essentially an escort mission where you really weren't ever with the person you were quote-unquote escorting. You're For kind like of just moment. controlling the world around them and allowing them to manipulate the environment. And so that was really cool to kind of get a better idea. Well, how does this fit in with what I've seen of a guy who's running through streets with guns and driving cars? Like, why would I want to be able to black out the city and then getting to see in that demo, like, oh, no, it's really amazing really cool. to see the way you can, like, have total control over your environment. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. yeah, it just looks so cool. So, yeah, that one is definitely one that I look forward to uh, talking about on the podcast. And he apple-picks some guy, which I thought was nice. The guy's going <laughs> to call the cops on him, so he apple-picks him and <laughs> throws his phone on the ground. That was good. So, and then, of course, they did a, a big announcement at E3, which the, was that the Elder Scrolls Online will be on consoles, which another thing we're really excited about because I did not want to have to go out and buy a new video card to be able to play this. Um, but the, the really interesting thing they said is that for PlayStation 4, there's going to be an exclusive beta. Exclusive beta, yeah. Which I was like, that is huge. I could see that affecting a ton of people on which one, because it is going to be on Xbox One. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, let's say I'm somebody who is either deciding on the consoles or maybe even somebody who happens to have both consoles and I'm trying to decide which one to get the game on. Well, that exclusive beta, I think, will win over a ton of to play people. it sooner. Sure. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that was... And I think that's just... The, the thing with Sony was all of their stuff was exclusive content, exclusive content. Like, a lot of the games are like, oh, if you get it on PS4, you get exclusive content. 
So I think like that was a genius idea on their part to really kind of focus on that. Um, and then they kind of, um, I think it was around that time that they jumped in with, you know, showing off the price, you know, which is going to be three ninety nine, uh, a whole hundred dollars less, dollars less than the Xbox One. So a lot of people are wondering, you know, is the Xbox One worth the extra hundred dollars? I don't know. Xbox says that they are. Well, they say they come with the Connect, and I get that. But and a lot of the extra know, features. One of the things for me though is that I can, you know, PlayStation Four basically made a Connect. What do they call it? Move. Well, well the, the new yeah, move is there. They just call it. They call it move yeah. still. Okay, because yeah. so it has a camera too. Their new move is basically connect, and and uh, but what this offers it's me separate, is yeah. that I can choose to buy that or not. If I buy an Xbox One, I have you to have get the connect stuff. Right. True, which yeah. I've talked before about how I'm really not that into that technology. I, I, I would get really it. only use it for the voice commands. Yeah, probably. there's so, a lot of games like. You know, Skyrim, Mass Effect, that when you saw the way they use the voice commands, it like, seemed right, like it would be really cool, because cool, switching between all the different things is kind of annoying. Right. And there's only but, so many buttons you can put on a controller. But man, like, like the, I like that that says then, okay, if I don't want that, I don't got to pay for it. If I do, is that really going to make, well, then I'm going to make up that $100 difference. Okay, fine. Right. But I've chosen to do that in buying a PlayStation 4 and buying their move camera you know right. so mm-hmm. that that to me the difference in that price point i get why they could make that difference yeah. but anything that gives me more choice is gonna make me happier well and speaking of you know the differences between the two uh sony then went on to do <laughs> a section that i can't help but feel was like uh you know haha in your face xbox you know it was they basically went through a list of all the things that that the playstation is is or is not going to do and they were basically all counter to all these problems that people are having with Xbox. Like we'll, you know, we'll it just will say support... for the record, they never said Xbox no, doesn't do these things. They never said it, but they said it. They didn't say it <laughs> verbally, but they said it basically. I mean, because they their... said they they support use games for use games, and it said that when you buy that game, you have the right to play it, to trade it. To, to lend, lend it, it to, your to friends, sell it, to do whatever it is that you want to do. That Keep game it forever. That's right. is yours. That disc is yours. Need to be on it the is internet. a this big yeah. game, and boom, done. There you go. That game is yours. Yeah, have fun with it. So, yeah, and also, they do not require an online connection for anything, unless, of course, the game is an online game. Right. You do not need require an online and connection. They specifically for it. said you do not need to check, check in, in every 24 no hours. hours yeah. To, yeah, then that one was you especially like. You should have heard the crowd cheer for that. They were chanting it was Sony, awesome. Sony. And it was, you could tell, like, because you could tell they all knew what Sony was doing. They were basically saying, like, this is why you should buy ours yeah. over the Xbox. A brilliant way. They got the yeah. advantage of going last. And they yeah. used it smartly. And then they, they talked about their, their you know their PlayStation Plus you know the network. Um, it is going to be required now for playing multiplayer in games, mm-hmm. which I feel is if it, it makes it to where they can run with the same kind of because playing multiplayer on Xbox is so much easier than on PlayStation. I've Just, always found the yeah group yes. making. So I feel like if they can if by charging you for that it makes it better. I'm willing not to mention PlayStation Plus only five dollars a bucks. month compared to fifteen with Xbox. Hmm. So also on top of that with the PlayStation Plus yeah Xbox is now doing this thing where gold members get free games. Well, PlayStation has been doing that the whole time with PlayStation Plus. Not to mention you get discounts all the time. You get all kinds of special features. Special, like, And they're going to continue doing that even into the next one. So the one thing I would say is that with Xbox, they talked about how 
with your Xbox Live membership is now going to count for the rest of your family. So, like, we have friends who, that you know, pretty cool. they, they have multiple, uh, you know, memberships just because they have multiple, you know, ones they want. They don't want to constantly be as a guest or anything like that. They want to have their own account. Well, now they don't have to do that anymore because basically if you're on that, if you're in the same family using the same Xbox, you can log on and still use that Xbox Live Gold account, which was nice. So I don't know if PlayStation is going to do something like that. You know, I've never even tried to log on more than one person at my house to know if you could already do that. No, you can't. No, because my wife has an account on on mine, and it's just a silver membership. Same with mine, yeah. Yeah. Like, they can can get on and look at stuff in the store, and I think, like, maybe chat with friends or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But you can't play online. They they did say, and this was a new announcement for PlayStation 4, that if you have a membership of PlayStation Plus that will port also to PlayStation yes. 4. Yes, and it 3. counts for both of them, yeah. It so it's not both. like you have to get a different membership at least for that. Right, essentially you could that. have one membership that covers PS4, PS3, and the Vita as well. I mean, yes. it's, it's all, all under a single. One. That's yeah. pretty right. impressive. And they all yeah. have free games. It's crazy. No, yeah. so I mean, so obviously I feel like that whole section was basically just them telling, this trying to convince people that the PlayStation was a better buy than the Xbox One. Real. So I, I think that they they made a great point. And then after that, they hit us, you know, after all of this, they still had two really big reveals left, just to like, you know, just in case you weren't really sold yet. <laughs> One was the, uh, the teaser trailer for Mad Max, which... Which um, was just a video, but... But a lot of people were really excited. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a franchise that has a lot of following and, and could make a really cool game. Um, I hope so. There's been a lot of stuff, you know, kind of uh, rumors and different things leaked about it afterwards, trying to figure out what the game is going to be like. It's just going to be con- constant you. fetch quests to get gasoline. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> they said it's going to be a lot of, of automobile combat, which was like the movies. You know, they're going to try to... It's not going to be a Mel Gibson Mad Max. He's bearded and he looks different, so they're they're kind of leaving Mel Gibson Plus, they on. don't want his voice <laughs> this is, yeah. Yes, this is not going to go follow along with any of the movies or anything like that, so you won't expect to see characters from the movie show show up it's not it's going to be kind of its own standalone storyline um it doesn't sound like there's going to be any kind of multiplayer which i i don't know if i feel like you can make some really cool multiplayer out of that but hey that's their decision i'm fine with having games that are just single player because we have enough multiplayer games so that's great if there are still some companies out there wanting to do that yes thank you so mad max looks like something to keep an eye out for but then the big one this was probably one of my biggest ones for e3 was destiny now this was another thing like PlayStation had a lot of cool demos for games that were not exclusives, like, mm-hmm. you know, Assassin's Creed, um, Watch Dogs, and then Destiny. Destiny's demo, I think, looked amazing. Fantastic. Uh, and, oh, thank you, Bungie, for leaving Halo behind, because as much as, I you know, I love the Halo franchise, and, you know, 343 Studios is doing a great job with them, but I feel like this really opened up Bungie to do something new and different, oh. and this looks amazing, and I'm really looking forward to checking yeah. this out in the future, and... Um, you know, it's coming out on all four. You know, it's going to be 360, PlayStation 3, and 4, and Xbox One. Um, so, I don't know. I might not be able to wait till I get the new console to try this sucker out, because it, <laughs> um, it looks really, really good. Um, so, you know, it looks like, it, you know, from what I could get, it looks like it's got some RPG elements, some class base. Of course, it is a shooter. Um, it has some MMO qualities, because there's lots of... It's it's a massive world where people can just kind of jump in, and there's these big events where, you know, right. again, this big boss will get dropped, and then the, everybody comes to fight again, it. Again, the blending of single-player and multiplayer, and that's really... Yes. It's a really intriguing idea, and I like the way they're trying to do it. Yeah, and it, a lot of that depends on how big that world is and stuff, because, I mean, yeah, sure, from the beginning, it looked like it was just this guy and his friend running around, and they met up with another friend, and they were running around, and then they hit this big world event where everybody showed up. Mm-hmm. But that was also... That was a very controlled 
controlled kind of scene. When the game actually launches, are there just going to be people milling around everywhere and it's not going to be like that? Like, it's going to be like an MMO where you have a quest to do, but you have to wait for it to respawn because somebody else already came and killed everything or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so that'll be interesting, but, you know, they had loot grabs, you know, from bosses, so uh, it has a lot of really cool stuff from games that I love all meshed into one thing that just looks like... Ugh, I just can't wait. So... What? Beautiful looking game too. Oh my yes, god! Yes, by all means, and it's got some cool talent to it. Um, uh, for those of you guys who um, uh, happen to watch the show uh, Game of Thrones, the voice for Tyrion Lannister um is going to be doing the voice. You have a, a little kind of, I guess, little bot that follows you around that activates things, and he's actually doing the um the voice acting for that. There's lots of other voice actors in it, so it's obviously going to be a really big game. It's Bungie and Activision together, so two really big companies that do shooters really well making a shooter game i i you know it's it's gonna be and it looks like it has about three classes to it so there's gonna be some class based some rpg depending on what weapons you pick and stuff like that and there's different abilities associated with it so there's tons more stuff to learn about this game i'm sure but i'm really looking forward to to more stuff that they release about it and of course the you know the actual release of the game but mm-hmm. and you, you know you can see the influence of halo on the game but I don't feel like you're going to play this game and be like, yeah, it's just a different Halo game. No, like, it's, it's definitely it's, very, it's very, weird because it does have that distinct, I don't know what it is. I well, was looking at that. There's the big I'm, high jumps. It's like the enemy designs. But I think that was also an ability. I think that, that character has the ability and, yeah. to launch themselves there's further. The, yeah. Anywhere. Well, I noticed that, though. I mean, obviously it's a first-person shooter. but It's the, not cover-based. Um, you're just running around. It's not cover-based. It's really frenetic action. Yeah. The really strong melee. Mm. You know, like in Halo, melee was always really, really powerful and... Um, so yeah, you know, but the the guns are obviously that's one of the biggest differences is they're much more like a, you know, they're not as like they're not Haloy guns, you know. And, well, it seems and like there's the, going to be a lot more. It's going to be like Borderlands where there's lots of variations of mm-hmm, guns. And yeah, stuff. and the but there's not like needlers and stuff. Yeah, I don't and, think it's uh, going to be like eleven billion like Borderlands. Right. <laughs> but. So it's interesting to see that kind of influence in there that you know they're taking from their experience. They're really crafting something that's going to feel, I think, really different. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this game a lot, too. I think we're all going to play this game a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. So, um, Whenever so, it's going to come out. <laughs> those are all the big press conferences. Um, so let's just go around and say, like, what were, your, what were your big favorites? Maybe something that you were disappointed in, or maybe something that you would have liked to have really seen? Or, or just kind of last thoughts on them, and then we'll kind of, uh, we want to wrap it up just by seeing kind of, we'll take a vote on who we think is kind of winning the console war. <laughs> yeah, it'll be real hard. So. so, Jerry, why don't you start off, what were some of your big... Uh, so, big stuff that I liked a lot. Um, we did just talk about Destiny. Destiny looks incredible. Um, I forgot to bring up earlier, they, oh, actually, one of the things I liked about the Xbox conference is they opened with Metal Gear Phantom Pain. Oh, yeah, um, I can't believe you forgot that. I know, because I'm huge in that franchise. And uh, it looks really good. Um, it's another um, you know jump back in time like they've done before. It's another I believe it's another big boss title. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the really interesting thing about it is that it's gone open world, which I know we t- said a million times. And uh, I'm actually not someone who thinks that just making a game open world makes it better. Right. Okay. However, having said that, I think this franchise could really this would work well in it. I like them opening this up to a little more open world because, you know, it's a stealth game. So giving more options, I think, is really cool in a, in a largely stealth-based game. Mm-hmm. So that game, to me, looks looks really great. I was excited to see that. Um, of course, I'm always excited to see Metal Gear games. Uh, so that looks really cool. Uh, the trailer for Beyond Two Souls, I, I've been 
keep an eye on this game, it really grabbed me this time. I'm very interested in that game when that comes out. It looks like it's going to be... It looks like it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, so that grabbed me a lot. Uh, Rise looks really great. Um, I mentioned that I was interested in Knack, which grabbed me kind of surprisingly. I guess there's a lot... And maybe it's just because it's a bit of a question mark. You know, a lot of the other titles I know what I'm going to get with those. Um, you know, obviously the Final Fantasy titles... You know, you had me at hello. I mean, they they, <laughs> they, they they got their hooks in me so long ago, they can do whatever they want. So a lot of stuff I thought looked really, really great. In terms of things that uh, I were, were missing, you said? is uh, I, Stuff you would have maybe wished that they would have... Yeah, you know, Why you know, wasn't this there? Yeah. Um, are we getting another Uncharted game sometime soon? I'm waiting on that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then, I, I think, well, a lot of people were wondering why Naughty Dog wasn't there, but I can't help but feel like they didn't want to take away from The Last of Us. I, feel I guess. Because like, they, even, like a they day pushed after. it back to come out on Friday because... When Infamous 2 came out, it came out during E3, and it bombed. So they were kind of like, hmm. Um, it actually already got pushed back, Last of Us. It was going to come out in May, and they pushed it back to June. So I was kind of wondering why they did it on Friday, and then I realized, oh, it's E3 week. So yeah. they were trying to do it at the end, and I think the whole idea was they didn't want to take away from Last of Us. They didn't want to put out something new where people were just talking about that. They wanted Last of Us to be like their main focus for that time. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm looking for that, but I'm always looking for that. But I think one of the things that worried me the most was that about everything going open world. I don't think that that's always the best thing. I, I want to make sure that... Make sure how I can do anything about it. I'd like to see that publishers do understand that, like Uncharted, maybe that's why I'm craving it, if you can craft a beautiful single-player experience... You don't need it to not be linear. A game being linear can give you the opportunity to craft a better story, I think, sometimes. Oh, yeah. And you know, I think that's what they're brilliant at in that series. And, and I, I, don't want to, I don't want that to be lost in the idea of, well, we have this computing power to, 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 to make the world enormous, so we have to make them enormous. Otherwise, we're wasting it. Not necessarily. You can find other ways to use that computing power to do a lot of stuff, you know, in moments in your game, and then you know, sort actually make the scope smaller sometimes to let you have more control, and that control can can open up opportunities that are lost in open world games. So I almost heard that too much. I'm like, and that was something I was already feeling was happening, and I feel like the power of the new console generation is driving that even more. Absolutely. So I, I hope that they don't go overboard with that. I'd like to see some really strong single-player titles. I mean, put multiplayer on it if you want, but I never played the multiplayer on, on some games, and it doesn't matter to me. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, Mass Effect added a cool multiplayer at the end, but they, if they didn't add it, would that have disappointed me? Heck no. They made a great single-player experience. It was incredible. It was so good. So I, I just hope that that's not... It's not. They're not gonna. That's not gonna disappear. But I don't even want it to go away for a while. So that that was something that was kind of as a theme concerning to me, in general. So, but overall, man, I thought E three rocked. They they mm. were so many exciting things. I mean, when you have two new consoles just announced, I mean, E three doesn't. Is it gonna get a lot more exciting than this? I mean, this E three was amazing. There's yeah. so much happening right now that that you know we're get we're coming into a whole new realm. Of gaming and the opportunities for these game makers is about to really expand. You know, I'm sure there's things they've been wanting to do for a while that just there were limitations holding them back, and there aren't going to be anything holding them back for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when you start seeing, we talk a lot about the Frostbite engine, and that's great, but man, if you if anyone hasn't seen much about the Unreal 4 engine yet, 
That thing is unbelievable looking. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of these games are going to be running on that too. <laughs> and apparently game makers have been saying it, the engine's so powerful and so incredible it makes games easier to make. That's how good this thing is. It renders things for them. They used to have to spend a lot of time working on. Now they'd be like, nah, we'll just make the game and everything will kind of fall into place because Unreal 4 is going to take care of it. So I'm really excited and, and, and I thought E3 did a good job of of highlighting a lot of these things I'm really excited about. And things that maybe I'm not excited about, but other people are. They were really broad, too. The spectrum was really nice. So that every... It doesn't matter what you're into in games. There was something there you had to get excited about. Yeah. Chris, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with just about everything that Jared said. I mean, as far as things that were missing, there were not a lot. The more I thought about it, there were a couple of things that I think were... Things that would have been nice, but again, this is just wish fulfillment at this point. You could say anything. I was <laughs> well, disappointed that I wish that Xbox that was Master free. Chief wasn't in the new Smash Brothers. Like, I mean, you, I mean, that's just. But you know, but, but along those lines, I mean, I, I was kind of hoping to see more about the Last Guardian. Like, I really liked Eco a lot, and I really, really yeah, liked Shadow of the Colossus. And this game has just been this thing hanging around for like the last four or five years, yeah. and the creator left the studios like. Is, is this game done? Is it is it canceled? Like it just—I I was really hoping to hear something about it. But there was so much exciting stuff going on that I mean, that's that's an afterthought to think back to that. I mean, it's it's cool to see things like fun new Nintendo titles coming out. You know, when not even having to like work with the big stuff that's coming out. These new engines that are powering things in an incredible way because we got to a point with the current which we now have to start referring to as last gen, um, where, you know, everything was kind of based on Unreal. Everything was just kind of based on Unreal 3. Like, every you did everything with that engine. And now it seems like, you know, Konami devo- developed the Fox engine, which they're using for Metal Gear. And mm-hmm. then there's Frostbite. And there is, you know, there's Crytek. And then there's, you know, uh, there is Unreal 4. I mean, that, so it's, oh. it's interesting to see, like, how many new tools are being used. Uh, another thing I was disappointed in, I was kind of hoping to hear about a price drop for the Wii U and a price drop for the Vita. I think that would have been a good move on Sony's There's part. There's almost no Vita conversation. Yeah, they're yeah. refusing to give up on it, and I and I like that because I think when we look back on it, there will have been some strengths to like the PSP and stuff, but it's a cool system. It's just prohibitively expensive, and yeah. you know it would be nice to just you put a fat price drop. I mean, Nintendo did that for the 3DS, and it's hugely popular now. So I was a little disappointed by that. Um, but again, the thing that I take home from this was that when all was said and done, like this conference took me back to like the console wars of of youth, like because it's the <laughs> thing. Like like Mike said, no one ever mentions the other guy by name. It's just sort of this unspoken thing, and I'm sure for you know the rivalries that exist, these guys could probably all go to these conferences together and sit next to each other at dinner and laugh about how they're all quadrillionaires and you know yeah. I mean, they're they're business people. But this this these conferences and and by these I mean of course if we're talking Sony Microsoft, like this was nasty not nasty but this was fun backbiting in a way that like hasn't existed since like. The like, you know, Nintendo's Genesis Sega. does what Nintendo don't days. Like, this is so cool. And, like, so to have some like drama in this really dry set, they're a set of press conferences. This is like sitting and reviewing some Excel spreadsheets. I mean, it's like this is about the driest thing you could ever imagine. It's not a convention where we're all playing games and having fun, but like, 
it was, you know, because what happens is when these guys go head to head and battle each other out over technology and exclusivity, we're the only ones who win that fight. Oh, like, yeah. We, we are the ones that benefit from that. The, um, they've started leaking, you know, pre-orders for certain titles. It looks like these games are going to keep being fifty nine ninety nine, which is fantastic. Yeah, like, amazing. Which is crazy. If you think about it, game prices really haven't changed since the days of the NES. Games have been about 50 bucks. Like... Ever since then, that's really amazing to think of that like that has held steady. And apparently, to develop for these new systems, it's 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 a much easier transition than what studios had to go through from like PlayStation to PlayStation Two or from Two to Three. So that's nice because you know they can just take what they're good at, use these new tools that are being thrown at them, and just create these amazing experiences. I, I think that's part of the reason the price point can stay the same. Right. Is is because of that? Because it's not actually harder. It's not something new to make. The technology for these games, they just have a little more to work with. And think about the think about the ways that technology have changed in the last seven or eight years, because that's how long these old systems have been around. Like this has been the longest console generation ever. So you know these these parts that are used for these new systems, they've been around for a little while. This is not like bleeding edge stuff. It's just really kind of high-end PC stuff. So it's like, well, yeah, we know how to develop for high-end PCs. That's how we make our games. Now mm -hmm. we're just, like, doing it directly to the console. So, like, remove some of those barriers of, you know, apparently PS3 was really hard to develop for, which is why Xbox kind of, you know, steamrolled over them in a lot of ways in the last generation. So, yeah, overall, a fantastic conference. I, I have to throw my hat in with Sony right now. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of experiencing this, like, renewed love affair with my PS3 right now. Like, it's it's a, it's a, um, an amazingly slick system that I just, I don't give time to the way I do to my Xbox. I don't like the controller as much. I don't like the interface as much. I think the Hulu interface is way better than anything else. I think that the Netflix interface is way better than anything. So it has things. So I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm putting my energy into my PS3 now to, like, prepare for this transition because for a while I was just kind of thinking like you know what these new machines are coming out I don't really know what my interest level is and is this going to be when I kind of just like let go of like modern console gaming could that happen and I'll just stick with like you know my my cool handhelds and like maybe like a higher end PC so I can keep playing new games but after seeing all this stuff I'm like nope you got your hooks in me like I I will be <laughs> going ahead into this new generation so that that's how I felt about it what do you think Mike? Um, yeah, I mean, I also thought E3 was great. Um, my big ones, of course, were Destiny. That, I mean, just kind of blew me away, especially for the very last kind of thing you saw. I thought it was a great thing to loot towards the end. Um, the Division, actually, the new Con uh, Tom Clancy game from Ubisoft looks really cool. I I I'm really interested to see that. Um, of course, I was uh, really glad to see, you know, Dragon Age and uh, Star Wars Battlefront make appearances there. Um, as for what I would have liked to have seen more of, I, I would have liked to have seen more of uh, the, the new South Park game. I was really disappointed that mm -hmm. that didn't make a bigger showing. Um, I would have liked to have seen, and these are just, I mean, this isn't really bad. This is just me being picky, but I would have liked to have seen more Star Wars and more Bioware. Of course, because <laughs> they're my two favorite things. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I would have just liked to have seen something more from that. Um, so you but, wanted Knights of the Old Republic 3? You want Bioware to show up with that? Actually, Star Wars a lot game. of people would be yeah, excited about that one. So I don't even, <laughs> even joke about that. But yeah, or or just something, you know, a hint, a new Mass Effect or even the new IP, or just a hint of some other kind of Star Wars thing. But I mean, there, there was still stuff there, so I, I'm not really complaining too much about that because that's overall, E3 was amazing. Yeah, and I, I have always been an Xbox person from the original Xbox to the Xbox 360. I have always sided with Xbox over PlayStation. 
Always, always, always. But after watching the E3 conference, I mean, I was telling everybody, I feel like I'm going to become a PlayStation guy now. Just because, just after watching those two, just the excitement I had during the PlayStation one compared to the Xbox one was, I mean, just, you could, I could just feel it, you know, like, I was really excited by the time PlayStation was done. When Xbox was done, I was like, is E3 on, or EA on yet, you know, it, it was, it wasn't <laughs> like, it didn't wow me, you know, it, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they had the wow factor that, that Sony did, and and also, there's just all the little iffy things about Xbox. Maybe those will be answered in the future. Maybe not. I don't know. But the whole thing is, we're not gonna. We're probably not gonna be buying them day one anyway. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. And I could change. But as of right now, I feel like I'm like Chris. I'm probably throwing my hat in with Sony. If anything, just because it's cheaper, which means I'll be able to afford it sooner. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, and I gotta say, I'm in the I'm in the same boat. You know, I, I think one thing that's interesting is that, um, you know, for a long time, I feel like there was a lot of console loyalty you know like people like i play nintendo and then people like oh well i play you know playstation like oh yeah you hate games then and um you know there are these there have been these interesting shifts in my life when that's changed i was a nintendo guy until you know i became a playstation guy with metal gear because of two things metal gear solid and final fantasy went to playstation and that was kind of enough for me i was more like a brand loyalty for final fantasy and then, um, you know, but and then I got to this point where I've been playing both for a long time. And I think it's because this console generation was so long. A lot of people have been doing that. And they kind of put brand loyalty behind them. Like, yeah, I have both. And I pick my games based off of kind of maybe who I'm going to play them with. And what system they have. And then if they don't have both. And then that's just, you know, there's, there's no other reason, rhyme or reason behind what I system I buy my game for. And you kind of play them both. You're like, yay, when they do great, I'm happy when they both do great. Because they're going to put out great games I'm going right. to want to buy. And it's awesome. And, and with the new uh, console generation coming, you know, it's kind of time to choose again, right? You, you're, Most people can't just be like, of course I'll buy them both, right off the bat, and whatever, because I have a thousand dollars I'm not doing yeah. anything with, right? Don't, doesn't everybody? Yeah, you know, you're going to have to pick again. So we're getting back to this point where, you know, you have to sit back and say, okay, what's going to make me choose one of these? Because I probably got to choose one when the time comes to buy it. And, uh, Brand loyalty is coming back with that, because you you know we talked a lot about these machines, but a lot of it comes down to me and tell me if you guys agree to exclusives. Then, well, wait, I, I think any console generation right? does, which yeah, because so much stuff now is is not. I mean, mm-hmm. you can play almost everything on almost anything, almost. I mean, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, and but yeah. some of the biggest franchises, smartly, are exclusive. You know, Xbox yeah. has got Halo and Gears of War and. Uh, you know, PlayStation has uh, like uh, Uncharted, and they have um, God of War. God of War series very popular, Resistance, although kind of waning. Yeah, they all have a lot of a lot of exclusives, and and you know they're both talking about new IPs a lot, and that's really exciting. But you know, it's hard to get behind a, a console because of a new IP. I'm glad to hear they're having them, right? You know, because some of these IPs I'm talking about were new on the last console generation, almost all of them. Mm. You know, these are some of the great games they're talking about. They're strong franchises. They were new IPs when these new consoles came out. So yeah. it's a really interesting time right now with that because I kind of gave up on that for a long time because I didn't, you know, I didn't need to. It reached a point where the price points dropped on these things so low and that it had been so long since I bought a console, I could just get the other one. I could just, like, okay, great. I'll have them both. It's awesome. But when it comes down to it, you know, at <laughs> when I go to go buy my next console... Besides the fact that there's some, there's not as many question marks, and there's some things I'm more excited about with PlayStation. I can also buy my PlayStation and a game, 
or two right and still cost the same amount which means i get to go home with games and i haven't spent any more money that's really exciting uh but then also something we didn't talk about very much because they talked about it more at the reveal that i thought was really exciting with the playstation is their controller you know it's something that people haven't loved and that's never really bothered me but i've heard a lot of people say like yeah it's kind of small yeah mike hates the controller yeah, I don't like, the it feels light and cheap it feels me, light like... and, yeah to a lot of people and you know the xbox one feels a little better in your hands a little more ergonomic even and the playstation has gone towards their model a little bit more with it being a little bigger but also they added a touchpad to it and some exciting mm-hmm. things their controller is cool it's part of their system and xbox didn't do that you right. know and you're not and so yeah, the xbox controller just looks exactly it's like just it's an 360, xbox 360 yeah. controller and you know you could you could say they could have made their console 400 saying yeah but we got this cool controller and and, and they or 500 and they didn't you know, they didn't jack up their price point because they have something that's that's got to be expensive. Touchscreens mm-hmm. are expensive. Yeah. You know, so for well, them to the only thing that, you worry about is if that breaks or something like that, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, these things are pretty tough, though. I've dropped my smartphone. Over They're selling them right now for 60 bucks on Amazon, so apparently that's how much a controller costs. And that's a, very, that's a pretty comparable cost for controllers. They've yeah. been expensive for a while. Right. So. When you get that, I mean, maybe they'll so, make off brand. I, I mean, I, when it comes down to it, I probably also will get a PlayStation. Now... Yeah. What does that mean in the long term? Like in the long term, is this going to end up the same way, where ever a lot of people have both, and you know, there's kind I'm of I'm sure no it will, loyalty. but a lot of it also we'll depends on what happens with the Xbox. I we'll mean, see. I have a feeling it's going to do fine, but you never know. It could come out, and then like this whole thing is just a big explosion, and yeah, and then there's a certain amount of people who are immediately alienated from that that thing because they don't have, they maybe don't have internet, or they don't have internet fast enough. Mm-hmm. To, to be a part of this machine. Mm-hmm. And they just say, like, oh, I want to play games. Oh, well, now I only have one option. So, of course, I'm going to buy a PlayStation. And they're never going to buy an Xbox. Because yeah. they can't even use it. It becomes useless to them. Um, so, I'll be interested to see. Now, again, last console generation, PlayStation fell behind. And they caught back up in the long run. You know, and they did fine. Yeah. And uh, and uh, But I think it's going to be the opposite this time. I think PlayStation is going to take a big lead. And we'll have to see what Xbox can do to catch up. Well, and then let's not discount the fact that we are who we are, and this show has the name that it does. Is we appreciate the fact that we can get in late to the party on some games that you know sure. maybe we weren't able to jump on board with at the time, either by buying a reduced price copy of it. I'm happy to support developers whenever I can. A lot of times, used games are the only ways I can get games. We mm-hmm. like sharing games. Every time we sit down to do this podcast, there's usually at least one game that's changing hands between one of us because we're going to check out something we haven't checked out before. Sony's going to let us keep doing that. It's still unclear whether or how Microsoft is going to let us do that. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big thing for us. I think you know, and I we talk a lot about how like it's hard on game developers to to you know like maybe it's harder than to make money if people are loaning games in a used market, but. This exists in like every realm. It always has. There, there's yeah. got to be a way for them to do that, and they're they're doing things to make that happen. You know, they're doing things to make sure they can keep making money. Because yeah, even if I loan you my game and you buy DLC, they made money. Right. You know, and and then if you build a game that I want to buy right away, people are going to buy it. If you build things in, like you you gave me, I got Darksiders two here. They built in something that you could buy the used game, but if you buy an original copy, you get this extra thing. And it's not anything you need to play the game. It actually was just this, this um, basically arena mode oh, that you right. could use to get loot, which was really fun. I really enjoyed it when I played that game. And they're like, you, you, but you'll get this. You can get this for free. Isn't that great? Uh, I remember when um, uh, Mass Effect 2 came out. What was it that you got? You got like a... 
a bunch of DLC for free. Oh yeah, you got Same a, with three. Well, and you also got the the, the whole thing that ran that allowed you to be able to to download a lot of the stuff in order to you know it was the Cerberus network. Cerberus, Cerberus network. network. That's right. Yeah, and if you didn't, so if you bought a used copy, you had to pay for that, and that was right. what allowed you to download DLC and stuff like that. It was basically you know EA's whole you know right little so. You know, online I, I, code thing they always do. I don't think that this is something that can hurt game developers. Or they they just need to keep innovating these ways to say, yeah, you want more of this? We made such a good game. You want more, don't mm -hmm. you? Well, you can buy more, and then they can make money off people who even borrow games or who buy used games yeah. and do these things. So I don't I don't feel like the publishers are or the game developers get screwed by this. I think they just they need the craft the the pressures on the craft incredible games. Right, mm -hmm. but I don't, you know, I don't, you know, a lot of people are saying like, well, you know, Microsoft was probably pressured to do this, and the, the game developers wanted to do it. If, uh, could, who could really pressure Microsoft to do anything? First off, no. and second off, who could pressure Microsoft and not Sony? Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, so and that, that kind of invalidates that idea. Well, and the thing me. that's important too is that this is another little bit of info that came out later was, you know, they spoke with Jack Trenton, head of Sony, and, and he had said. Now, the way that DRM works on PS4 is publishers have the ability to do whatever they want still. Like, they can lock it down so that your game only works on your system. No, and that they was can do that. I heard, too. We're not going to do it with our first-party stuff, which is all the big stuff. that it, you know. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do it. Be clear. We're not going to do this to you guys. But if other publishers want to do that, we're giving them the power to do that. Because, again, when... These markets that we like, use markets, trading stuff, that doesn't hurt Sony and Microsoft. Right. If it hurts anybody, if it hurts anybody, it's the developers and the publishers. Yeah. So they can still control it. It's interesting to see something like CD Projekt come up and be part of the Microsoft conference because they've been extremely anti-DRM, but now they're going to have built-in DRM by being on that system. So it's it's very interesting to see what this but is, the, when all is said and done, how it's going to work out. Microsoft gives them the option of not really charging that whole used game fee thing. So right. CD Projekt has made it very clear that they're not going to be a part of that whatsoever. So I'm sure with when Witcher 3 comes out, You'll be able to take it, trade it, do whatever you but want. But you're still going to have to authenticate. You're still going to have to be online. It's well, still yeah. going to be locked yeah, to well, your account. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. So, again, I feel like a lot of this, until we know how it's actually going to work on launch day and beyond, we can't, we're just guessing as best as we can at some of this stuff. Yeah. But we're excited. That's the mm -hmm. bottom line. Like, this stuff is oh, all sure. very cool. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sure people who buy an Xbox One will be very pleased because, oh, yeah. let's be honest, it is an incredibly powerful machine. No, and it has like, some there's really no amazing doubt. Some nice, features. Yeah. yeah, like, this, the stuff where you can switch between stuff, that's pretty cool. That's like, pretty while cool. I'm waiting for my online match to start, I can go watch an episode of Game of Thrones on HBO I Go just think and then click right back over without having... I mean, there's no going back to a menu or anything. It's literally seamless. Yeah, it's just... What's funny to me, though, is that they, they've just decided, like, oh, yeah, people have no attention span. <laughs> like, they, they need to... They, they can't have something loading. They, they constantly need to be entertained. So if we can offer them that, they'll buy our machine. I think that's the model, I guess. Um, I don't know. Is that sad? I don't know. To we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well... Uh, so, uh, basically, yeah, E3 was amazing this year. Hopefully, um, you know, a lot of the stuff is still online, so if you guys want to go check out the videos, definitely go do that. And also, um, you know, while you're at it, go ahead and stop by our Facebook page or our Twitter, we're the Used Gamers, um, and maybe tell us what you liked about E3, you know, your favorites, maybe some of the stuff you didn't like, uh, how you felt about the console war, uh, maybe some of the stuff you would have liked to have seen. 
Um, and or just, you know, go on and say hi or something like that. Or maybe talk about something you'd like us to discuss on the show. Maybe if we miss something from E3 that you'd like us to discuss, you know, by all means put that yeah, on there. There was too much to talk about. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely a lot of other stuff. We would really, really love to get a lot more involved with the Facebook and everything like that. And, of course, with our listeners. So please, please, please go on there and, uh, you know, at least, if anything, just say hi. Um, we always like to hear from people. So... Um, but with that, um, this has been a, a fairly long episode, but of course we had a lot to talk about, so I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. hope we didn't go on too long, but uh, I'm Mike. I'm Jared. And I'm Chris. And we are the Used Gamers, and uh, hopefully uh, you guys will tune in next time. See you soon. Bye. talking at a normal volume like you're the one making a point about something it looks like it's okay. it looks like it's picking when we mumble like this blah 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 i like fish is that that's well, well okay. no i'm just collecting things for the end of the episode <laughs> yeah and now i know how that one will end maybe at least not be me this time